Nobody does fall better than Whole Foods Market. The Spice Up Autumn event is happening now. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Beef Top Sirloin Steak, perfect with gravy for a comforting meal. Find savings on organic honey crisp apples and organic pears. Then visit the bakery department for their limited time pumpkin butter chai cake. And while you can, level up your fridge with fall wine, beers, and ciders. Spice up autumn at Whole Foods Market. Term supply must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, doing another on-site one here. I'm at the Pilot House. We are at the Pilot House. Coffee. Yes, sir. So we got some background noise. Not sure how that's <laughs> going to work out. Hopefully it's all right. Here with uh, Isaiah Navalis. What's going on, man? Not too much, Jeff. I'm uh, real excited to uh, finally get on your podcast. You know, I think it was maybe about six months plus ago we had you on ours with Otis. He's busy doing uh, borough assembly things, but, you know, glad to come on here and talk a little bit about growing up here and uh, doing some entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, we were just talking off air a little bit. So you graduated, was it 14, right? Yeah, I gra- so I graduated from K-High in uh, 2014. Then I went off to college. Uh, my freshman year, I went to Southwestern Oregon Community College and uh, played a year of basketball there. And then after that year, I uh, transferred to Southern Oregon University and just obtained my business management degree. Do you have some, like, I've been, like, thinking about basketball a lot more because it's in season now. Uh-huh. Do you have, like, some specific basketball memories? Not that you're, like, living through the past, but <laughs> so, do you remember, like, a Juno game or a Sitka game that stands out? Yeah, I remember the first varsity point I ever scored. I was a sophomore, and uh, we were down, I think, like, four or, four or six points in the third quarter against Juno Douglas, and they were real good that year, and for some reason, Stock put me in, and <laughs> as, I got, as soon as I got the ball, he's like, as soon as you touch the ball, try and score it. That's exactly what I did. T- took two dribbles, hit a floater in the middle, and that kind of set my uh, how I was going to be for KI. And then, you know, after that, it was kind of the team looking more at me to score and whatnot. And, you know, we've had some good games against Juno, some good games up there in Anchorage. Um, a lot of it, I think, in my opinion, what was more important to me was a lot of the talent that I saw prior to me mm, right. uh you know when i was a freshman we had guys like Chaz allen uh, alex williams and jesse lingren and you know kyle day kyle day was a he was real good for ki and you know as soon as we we got of age you know my when my age group started to grow up and whatnot and those guys left it was it was kind of cool to already be in that situation you know with those guys and you know learning from them and they learned from the previous guys mm-hmm. and it kind of just goes to show that the the basketball culture here in Ketchikan is just, you know, it's second to none. You, yeah. you got guys that are, you know, plumbers and guys that work here locally <laughs> everywhere, guys that have played for KI, and, you know, you could always just chop it up with them, and, you know, it's it's, it's that small-town vibe, man. Yeah. It's cool that after you graduate, you can talk to other people from different towns about that, oh, yeah. and you can kind of get that. And so, like, the rivalry is kind of melted away a little bit. And then we're all just former Region 5 players. <laughs> yeah. So you can talk to people from Huna or Angoon oh, yeah. or Juno or, or something like that. Well, and it's cool, too, because, you know, I've got so many friends from different cities. You know, I, some of my best friends were from Craig, 
some mm-hmm. of my best friends played over at Metlakala, played for Juno up north in Anchorage, and you know it's it's one of those things we always say, you know. Uh, it's that Southeast basketball. Right. You know, everybody can relate to that. You can go, I met so many dudes from uh, from college and whatnot that I played against. It's like, hey, you know, just instant homies down there at right. college. And it just it pays to know people and whatnot. But it's a, it's definitely a, a good tradition around here for sure. Yeah, that's, that's Southeast. You just can't beat it in, in, in anything, really. Yeah. Like you'd have oh, the yeah. Southeast tournaments and then uh, things like cross country, oh, even yeah. music fest, things like oh, that. Yeah. Music just fest is big. So much fun. Do you, were you in band in that? No, I, I mean, I took choir, but uh, yeah. I only did that for about a year. But I wish I was I wish I wish was in band. I did. Uh, my mom made me go to piano lessons growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I still kind of know how to play piano, but, you know, never never on the music band or the music uh, festival yeah. level. I, I was in band, A, because my dad was a teacher, oh, and yeah. then B, because it's just another trip every year. You <laughs> What'd know? you play? And, uh, I played trumpet. Oh, nice. So seven years of trumpet, but just another reason to get off the island. Oh, you yeah. know, here in Ketchikan being the big city, but Prince of Wales is so small. And mm-hmm. Anything to do to get off the uh, island. The same thing with cross country. Oh, yeah. Cross country, uh, more trips, right. see more people, just a lot of fun, good memories. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one memory I do have from just being a young guy was was watching Damon Bellholder play. I know we were talking about him off air. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me that was pretty crazy was uh, I think I was a junior. He just showed up at our open gyms, and it's like, oh, man, this guy was just playing for the Celtics. Now mm-hmm. he's playing here with us. And, you know, it's it's always cool to see guys like him come back. Uh, you familiar with Jesse LeBeau at all? Yeah, I'm familiar with him. He came and spoke to the school a couple yeah. years ago. Um, he, so, funny story, his older brother married my aunt. So we're, huh. we're somewhat related by a marriage. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, he's got a... He's got a he's got a good thing going with his uh, you know mentorship thing yeah. that he's doing, but he was a really big time player here in Southeast for for basketball, and it was it was actually pretty fun to watch him too. Was he early two thousands? He was I want to say oh seven, okay oh six oh seven in that area because he okay. left for his sophomore year, but then he came back and uh, he played four years at a at a university down in San Diego, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I watched him play. He was the shortest guy on the floor, but yeah. I think he dropped like 32 points that game. Yeah, he's such a – when he came back, I was impressed that he wasn't just talking about himself. Yeah. He was definitely had a heart for, uh-huh. for helping other people and stuff, and that was great, great message. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he, he learned a lot of the hard knocks just um, – it's kind of why I went into commercial fishing too. It's kind of been a family thing for me. You know, a lot of my family members go and fish in the summertime and whatnot, so – build a work ethic there and yeah. you can translate that later on in life and whatnot. Yeah. I, I never I never commercial fished. I don't know if like people just sensed that I was soft and no <laughs> one never asked me out a boat, but I think part of it too is my, my parents made sure I got out during the summer so we'd go visit right. relatives in Colorado just oh, so yeah. I, I wasn't intimidated by the real world. So I uh, never commercial fished, but how many summers did you go out? So I did that for about three and a half summers and it basically just just did it to uh, pay for my college education, you know, just try to get ahead, get ahead in life and whatnot. And in my opinion, it served me well more than the uh, tuition payments. It, mm-hmm. you know, it taught me how to work, taught me how to work hard. I mean, just even working on you know, my day-to-day jobs here and with the business and whatnot, it's like, oh, this is, I'm not getting jellyfish in my eye at five <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah. What was the worst part of it? I would think that it would just be the hours the screwing up because I mean it's everything is dependent upon right. the open the price the everything you know so you honestly can't up. the I think the thing I hated the most about it and it's gonna sound kind of weird but I think it was the whales <laughs> <laughs> there were so many damn whales that would just run through our nets and you know takes about two hours to sew that back up and 
other than that, I mean, you, you kind of learn you kind of learn how to make everything a little bit easier. You know, when you first start, it's, there's so many moving parts and so dangerous. But once you get, you know, a couple of weeks under you and, you know, you're paying attention to left and right, you kind of can see what the next plan is, or the mm. next step is. And it's kind of one of those things that it's it should be autonomous where it's the same thing every time. You know, it's a successful set is the same way every time. And in my opinion, just doing the same thing over and over again is kind of, it, it kind of translates into my own work ethic and it's like you know you're not going to see results unless you repetitively mm -hmm. do something and that's right. with anything in life you know yeah there's a lot of skills that you can learn from those sort of things but oh, you yeah. could also like basketball can turn you into an arrogant punk like <laughs> when i was coaching i said guys like yeah it's easy to say basketball taught me how to be a man mm -hmm. basketball taught me how this but it could also teach you how to just the worst possible things yeah and you know i was uh i w was coaching shown bar with uh with rick shaner and then I pop into the varsity pack practice with stock every now and then. And, you know, it's always good to, to give back and kind of, Hey, this is what it was like when I was in your position. And I see you guys doing the same things and they kind of look up to that and they kind of take that with a grain of salt. And, you know, just thinking back, you know, being in that gym and just thinking back to like all the stupid things and little things that I did, it's like, Oh, if I could see that now, I probably would have done it differently. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny once you once you get to the you're old enough where you can look back and you can start to really appreciate that youth. Mm -hmm. Like they say, youth is wasted on the young, and like no kid when they're 16, 17, or 18 right. is like, oh, these are the years because <laughs> you don't want to peak when you're in high school, Definitely and then you just not. want to get older so you get more independence. And all of a sudden, you're right. like, oh wait, that was actually those are some golden years. That's why you know I think that even if once you graduate high school I, I'm a firm believer that even if you don't go off to school you should at least get out mm -hmm. go experience something else you know kind of learn and learn about yourself a lot because a lot of times you know just being in the same place that you grew up in you know you, you're accustomed to so many different uh, I guess you could call them habits that you know that you're used to within this type of uh, situation but you go down south and completely on your own and mm -hmm. doing a whole new thing and it, it honestly serves you pretty well yeah and you, you know like uh traveling abroad too that is also um broadens your perspective i guess is what they say yeah was there anything specific that you learned about yourself i know when i went to the university of arizona i didn't know anybody there right so there's thirty thousand uh undergrads so between 18 and 23 like mm -hmm. thirty thousand people just totally crazy and overwhelming but after a couple weeks when I hadn't given into that, there's no accountability. Right, right. I hadn't given into the, I don't have to go to school. I'm not going to. I'm mm -hmm. just going to go nuts. I'm going to be <laughs> sheltered cloak kid to crazy Tucson kid. I was really happy that I was able to handle the independence. Right. Was there anything that you learned right off when you went to college? So that definitely, it definitely resonated similarly with me. I think that the biggest thing for me was, uh, you know, I was never... Uh, I guess you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't call myself a straight A student. You know, I, I got through school. I did what I had to do, uh, never anything extra. So when I got to college, it was kind of like, well, you're paying for this now. So you have to get, you gotta, yeah. it's like, you got a hundred percent, get as much of it out of it as you can. And that was the biggest surprise for me was, you know, my sophomore year in college kind of just took my general studies classes, had a good time. But then my junior year, I told myself, it's like, all right, time to go to the library, crack mm -hmm. down. And that was something that, that I never did previously. So, you know, gaining that self-discipline, I think, was definitely big and uh, important to what I'm doing even in today's world. You know? yeah. What did you get your uh, degree in? So I got my degree in business administration with a focus in management. Okay. And you aren't putting that specifically to use, but you kind of have. So how have you applied that? It's like I'm right. a teacher, but my degree is in journalism. So uh -huh. it's not necessarily about you go to college, you do this specific thing. 
that you go to college to be going in a direction and then from that direction right. you can see other opportunities so how have you put that in there so work? uh currently uh working over at alaska airlines um they've got this program it's called uh, developing emerging leaders and it basically they take their frontline employees so you know guys that are like me working on the ramp and they put them into like a leadership program that kind of grooms them because alaska airlines per se likes to hire from within the comp uh, company so that's one way that my uh, degree has actually served purposes, like, you know, getting me into that program and putting my name in front of the right uh, peers, you know, in the management levels and whatnot. And that'll, that program, once I complete it, will help me um, be able to move up with the company. And that's, it, it, I mean, at this point in time, that's kind of where I'm looking at right now, just only being 25, just kind of looking to make that first step into either like a corporate or a management level setting with a big time company. But I also use it because with my business, it was kind of, you know, business administration with the focus in management kind of gave, gave me the full 360 spectrum on essentially how to successfully run a business and being able to kind of know the ins and outs and then being able to uh, prioritize within certain departments of a business. Um, I think that's what I'm using that within my own personal business right now. And I definitely would have to say that it, it, it served me well, you know, just being able to at least see where I can go next and right. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, not so much just being, you know, all right, let's take what we have and make it make it work. It's like, no, let's take what we have and make it better for the next time we come back around and whatnot. And um, I think that, you know, the business administration route was actually the best route for me. Kind of just taught me everything and mm -hmm. a little bit of everything and you know i might even go back for my master's one day i'm not sure but nice it's uh it's definitely i i like the the uh degree that i chose and whatnot so it works well i think if you ch if you look at education as a way of learning skills mm -hmm. rather than earning a piece of paper i think that makes a big difference oh, yeah. and then if you want to come back there's there's like three different you can if for southeast Alaska, there's three different ways you can go you can just stay here after graduation you can leave and come back on your own terms or some people are just gone right. and all three of them can be fine mm -hmm. but i think the second one where you come back on your own terms like you were saying before is so important because yeah. you have the skills to not just be part of the town but you can participate in making it better and you mm -hmm. can have a good life for yourself rather than just a like a, a career rather than just a job yeah definitely you know it um being able to start something such as k-town delivery that kind of serves a purpose to deliver food you know through all these local businesses it i think that one thing that a lot of people don't think about with this situation for me was that uh being able to get out and go experience life a little bit on my own you know and get you know like um like they've got Grubhub and DoorDash and all that stuff down mm -hmm. south. So, you know, that was where I first kind of encountered it and being able to be like, huh, well, why can't Catch Can't have one? Mm -hmm. And being able to find the need for something and uh, pursue that and make it work. And, you know, that I, that would have never happened if I had I not left, in my opinion. So being able to get out and come back and then be able to contribute towards your community, I think that that's kind of my, uh, my goal, I guess you could yeah. say. I think that's kind of the dream. Everybody has to deal with home if they want to go back to it mm -hmm. and not feel stuck yeah like, i really enjoy being here in ketchikan I, I say home even though it's ketchikan and not Klawak, right but there's kind of like we were talking before like ketchikan was still feels like home because it's southeast mm -hmm. i also feel like you know home is kind of wherever you make it to yeah. especially the people around you and whatnot um 
you know, you got to be able to put out positive vibes all you can. And if you're not doing that in a specific setting, you might need to change scenario. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. Yeah. Man. So, how do you create an app or something like that? Because everybody has ideas. Like everybody has mm-hmm. ideas. All kinds of ideas that would be great things, but how do you take it to that next step? So, honestly, a lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. I did a lot of trial and error, um, a lot of late nights, a lot of YouTube as well. Mm. Uh, but basically for me, I was able to just kind of get like a, a base app that I could build and customize with. Then once I started to get into the more intricate stuff, you know, like um, payment online and sending out specific texts at certain times in the operation, that was where it kind of got tricky and I had to um, use this service. It's called Upwork. Are you familiar with it? No, no. So Upwork is basically a way for contractors to provide services like uh, like a software developer can go on there and say, oh, I can build you this and you pay me this. And, you know, they're, they're obviously uh, accredited individuals and whatnot. But basically what I did was I just kind of surfed through and uh, found a developer that kind of knew what I needed mm-hmm. and he actually helped me um, educate myself more on what I actually need and I just kind of came up with the ideas and said this is what I want and how it to work and he kind of just told me like alright this is how we can do it and just did it and it, it's kind of a it's a longer story than it actually should be but <laughs> you know it, it's basically just um, kind of just coming up with these ideas and there's a lot of people out there that are very talented in what they do and, you know, you can find guys from all over the country, all over the world that'll do these jobs for you, you know, as long as you got the ideas and you know how to communicate that to them in, in the manner that you want, pretty much anything is possible. That's why, you know, for me, building that app, it, it, it could have been anybody, honestly. Do you have other ideas? I do. Um, nothing in... Fr- I mean, nothing that you have to, like, share. Like, you don't <laughs> want anybody to steal anything. Well, but. you know, one that's kind of common knowledge is... Uh, uh, so my family and I, we used to run the waterfront restaurant. My grandma retired, and everybody and their moms just always comes up to me. You got to start the waterfront back up. Oh, we miss boy. your grandma's food. And you know, a restaurant is a lot of work. But I think that 
it wouldn't for that type of venture it wouldn't even be about the money it would be about the people mm -hmm. because so many people supported our family when i was growing up and i was able to do the things that i was able to do because of them and them loving my grandma's food too but you know one day to be able to give back like that that would just that'd be full circle for me yeah uh, that would be a lot of work <laughs> yeah you're doing a lot of work now though but um what about as far as like Ketchikan is, is morphing? I was talking with Dave Kiefer last week and talking about how you know mining town right. to a logging town to a tourism town. You know, honestly, I I really believe that the tourism aspect of this town has yet to, to scratch the surface, and, and that's kind of a bold statement because they're already pretty. It's pretty prevalent here. I think that Ketchikan could do a lot more. I just think that. We, you know, there need to be a couple of fresh thinkers that come through and and do something different because a lot of times what I see is them trying to kind of model catch cans port off of another port mm -hmm. and do similar things and it's kind of just like, uh, well, we could do our own things here, you know, so things that are that pertain to the community in itself. Uh, you know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but in all honesty, I think that catch can is yet to even do as much potential as they could with this town. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's very cruise ship, and that's most of Southeast, but we're going to have to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs filled the void after the pulp mill went out. Yeah. But a lot of the smaller communities are starting to get in on it, too, because, you know, Kowak was hit pretty big. Thorn yeah. Bay and, and Kaufman Cove had to totally reinvent themselves. Yeah. Because um, of logging going out, so you're seeing a lot more entrepreneur fishing charters things right. like that yeah, there, so there's a ton of charters over there that are doing really well yeah. for themselves too ecotourism mm -hmm. you know we're seeing that too with the the kelp farm over yeah. in craig which is pretty sweet yeah i had one of my buddies nick wicker was working for him and he said it was a real good operation over there yeah so he doesn't work for them anymore no i think he was just doing it part-time after he graduated but um i'm not sure if he's going to continue on with that you know it, i thought it was a pretty good uh yeah. situation and whatnot seems like they're doing pretty well too yeah I don't know who I had heard, heard it from, but apparently you, kelp needs a specific ecosystem whatever to really thrive. And uh -huh. so like over oh, there yeah. is pretty good, but like some of the spots over here in the Ketchikan area wouldn't work as well. Huh, so that's, that's why they that's have it. That's pretty interesting. And, you know, it's definitely uh, up and coming market. Um, so my stepdad, he's the, uh, regional plant, uh, the, the regional manager for Trident Seafoods down here. And even they're looking into how they could harvest kelp and whatnot. And it's like they never would have even second guess or they never would have thought about that again yeah. and you know seeing somebody else do and they're like oh you know it could, it's, that's, and it's actually pretty healthy for you too yeah. so yeah there's a lot of job opportunities too for people who like live here and need to want a career change or mm -hmm. and it's super interesting stuff going on so it's it's nice but i do hope that everything kind of stays as far as character wise right like we can always improve ourselves mm -hmm. but keep that uh, the character of the town because right. once you kind of lose that and people talk about catch can being that that you know, down downtown during the summers, it's not catch can anymore. Yeah. I don't even recognize it. Well, that's why, like right now, it's February eighth. Right? right, the catch a can is catch a can right here. It's changed a little bit, yeah. but the people who live here full, full the whole year, they're, they're still here. Well, it's also you know, it's unique in the way that you like I yeah, I could go to a another coffee shop and probably run into somebody that I know. Right, and going down south, you go to a different coffee shop every day and. You don't know anybody, and so you, it, it kind of gives you that sense of home, you know, where, you, hey, you know, how's it going? How's your grandma doing? How's your family doing? You know, it's, uh, that's irreplaceable in my opinion. Yeah. What do you say is the, the best part of growing up in a small community? Small being 10,000 for you, 
it's 700 for me. I think the best part, honestly, was the, you know, just being able to surround yourself with people that you're going to see for the rest of your, you know, growing up. You know, I, I, I graduated with kids that I went to second and third grade with. Right. You know, being able to kind of get that consistency, in my opinion, I think kind of helped me build relationships with friends and you know in the in a social setting and with sports especially you know you grow up with the same people it's like you know we all got the same dream let's go win regions and state and it's that i think that's the best part and um and and for me uh having a lot of family members i got a bunch of cousins and stuff Mm -hmm. too so you know that's always good to be around that kind of family as well but for me that's that's definitely the best part about growing up here did you ever win regions no no we lost (laughs) we lost by 10 uh, <laughs> my yep. senior year, yeah, we lost. My freshman year, we uh, lost by one. Oh man! Gave up a layup, a layup with 5.5 seconds left to Craig, Damn. and just just sticks in the mind. And then next year, we're in the region championship game and lost by you know 20. It didn't oh, matter. And then man. junior senior year, we're like middle of the road. But uh, yeah, it still still hurts. It always still bit. hurts. <laughs> you you kind of wonder how things would be different, but also you know I think you can. You know, people say the only thing you learn from losing is how to lose. Right. But there's a difference between people who are losers and people <laughs> who just get outscored. But, yeah. Uh, you, know. you know, and I think the, I think the reason why I'm okay with not losing was, you know, we lost my senior year, but the next year they won, and then the years after, you know, the years after they won uh, regions again, and then in 18 they won state. Yeah. And, you know, being able to come back and those kids are like, hey, this is for you, and yeah. you know, like. For me, I'm like, thank you. I, we we didn't win anything, and you know, having Marcus Lee say that, it's like, no, it's for you. But yeah. you know, thanks, man. But you know, it's for you. And um, I remember he he was just like, you know, this tall, sh- watching us play basketball at the rec center. And he's, he he was always at varsity practice and whatnot. And be, being able to see him do that, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was a nice kid. Yeah, looked just so fast. Yeah, just no expression on his oh, face. Yeah. He would just go. Yep. And then his brother was damn good too. Yeah, that was that was a cool team. A bunch of just. Like baseball player workhorses. Oh yeah. And then you had uh, Chris and Marcus. Then you had Peel the shooter. Uh huh. Just, uh, just and they're a fun all good kids. They're all great yeah. kids. Yeah. That was pretty much my journalism class. It was. <laughs> it was. There were some days where, like, guys, come on, come on, you guys reeled it in a little bit. But yeah, you don't get that in a lot of places. And I think with some of the problems we're having with some of the down south areas is that you don't have that connection to anything. Yeah. You don't have kids in high school that are connected to anything. You don't have. You know, even adults, it, there's just there's just nothing there to really bring people together. So that sense of right. it's my turn eventually, and this is part of the whole program. Mm-hmm. It's the people who came before you just having that appreciation. I don't mm-hmm. think you get that everywhere. You know what else sticks out in my mind, which is similar to that, are you know all the different kind of fundraisers you do on a sports team mm-hmm. as well, like like a pancake breakfast or like a bake sale. You know that gets the community involved, and you're be, you're able to see people who are actually supporting you and whatnot. And you know, you go down south, they do a raffle ticket. It's like, okay, I go to the store and bought a raffle ticket from a, a basketball player. I don't even know where he goes to school at. Yeah. And you know, it, it's a lot different here. And I think that the community being involved with things such as sports or you know other academics and whatnot, I think it's a it's a very important part to why Catch Can is so good in that way. I yeah. guess you could say. We weren't able to have raffle tickets at my school because it was considered gambling, and I'm not oh. sure if that was a district thing or a California thing. But so we had a, a crab feed. Oh, was that's better. <laughs> was the oh, just wait. So it was my first year as an assistant coach, and it was the crab feed, and we sold the tickets. It was adults only, so like oh, all the yeah. boosters and all those people show up for it. And there was four high schools in the town, so it, you know one had a rib feed, one right. had you know whatever. So 
Um, the head coach made me buy a ticket. I was like, oh, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> so I had to work the bar and then also go there. And so I get my plate there. And they got lemon and butter. And so, oh, man. you know, just scoop the crab, but it's in a big bowl. I'm like, right. oh, it's already shelled. Okay, <laughs> perfect. And it's cold. That's awesome. And it's from a can. I thought, oh, this is canned crab. Oh. This isn't real crab. But I was excited. I was fired up. I watched me put away some crab here. But it was canned crab. And I put my butter on top and just waited for it to kind of melt. But nothing. It was, I thought, we can't be charging $35 for this. This is canned crab at $35. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that was was rough. But, uh, you know, I had a a similar scenario. I was... uh, doing my senior internship for college and i was doing it at this fancy smancy restaurant down in uh, ashland oregon five-star restaurant does everything by the book very very high end and one night for a dinner service they had a you know like a pre-dinner huddle and they're you know the cook's like all right this is our this is what our special is try it everybody gets to try it so they served for i think about 56 dollars a six ounce coho filet and i was like and you know pretty much just one of those one green bean and some sauce and i'm like you guys are charging 56 for this and they're like yeah and i'm like oh my goodness and so uh, you know it was just a i mean i love coho but it was probably about five inches long and they were charging out the just so much for that and i'm like you guys are probably getting that for like 350 yeah <laughs> it's, it's hard not to be a snob but when you know the difference mm-hmm. it's like this is this is not right i yeah. went to a buddy's house and he had uh frozen pollock in the freezer i'm like oh. how dare you how dare you come to alaska we'll catch yeah. some fish and you'll you know what the difference is but that is the thing if they right. don't know the difference you know it's like fish is good for you so we'll get some some pollock or we'll get some you and know, some of those you know, some of the like the mid the middle states they kind of just they don't even know the difference between like farmed or fresh. And I'm like, nobody does fall better than Whole Foods Market. The Spice Up Autumn event is happening now. Save on animal welfare certified beef top sirloin steak. Perfect with gravy for a comforting meal. Find savings on organic honey crisp apples and organic pears. Then visit the bakery department for their limited time pumpkin butter chai cake. And while you can, level up your fridge with fall wine, beers and ciders. Spice up bottom at Whole Foods Market. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. If you could taste fresh every day, you would 100% be like, I'll never go back. Yeah. You shouldn't smell it. Yeah. When I was down in Laramie with my uh, fiance, like you could walk in some days with a Safeway and you could smell. And I thought, ah, gosh, that's horrible. And they would advertise it as like never frozen. Well, it's horrible. Yeah, it's never frozen because it's not. It's it's just (laughs) so gross. Yeah. I don't know. If you don't know any different, then then it's okay. But it's, I went to a restaurant in California, somewhere like that. And I just asked what the fish was. I wasn't even trying to be a jerk about it. I said, you know, what kind of fish is it? They said, oh, it's Pacific salmon. (laughs) Which one? You know, but they thought it was just, you had Atlantic salmon, you had Pacific salmon. So, well, what is it? You know, and just... I don't know. You don't want to make things more difficult for right. people, and I probably shouldn't have even asked because I wasn't going to get it anyway. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's. Uh, it, I think that that form of not being educated in you know what's good salmon or seafood in general, I think it there's some somewhat of a competitive advantage for some of these restaurants and markets down right. there because you know they're getting it from so. Uh, for example, like goo- gooey ducks. Mm-hmm. Oh man, every Thursday, Friday in the winter times over at the Air Cargo Warehouse. 
uh, you know, you got the Thomas Brothers and a couple other uh, processors that come and drop off about and a total on any given morning 65,000 pounds of seafood or gooey ducks that are supposed to be shipped out you know all over the lower 48th and being sh- uh, transferred on to China and mm-hmm. whatnot and just being in that situation seeing all that come in and you know get transported out of Ketchikan it's actually kind of interesting because it all starts here but it ends up in so many yeah. different cracks of the world it's crazy yeah what's your favorite We'll go easy food, like easy fish, like a halibut, salmon, whatever. And then what's your favorite kind of exotics, like your your gooey duck, herring eggs, things like that? I do like herring eggs. I'd definitely say it would, it would be herring eggs and uh, black cod. Black cod? I like black yeah, cod. Black cod's real good. Oh, yeah. Pickled black cod. I don't like pickles at all. Really? I don't really like vinegar or pickled anything, but like pickled black cod. And then Dave Mitchell did some uh, pickled coho. Oh, that's good, and too. It just, it's so good. Yeah. yeah I, it's it's different, but I man, had some so uh, pickled gooey duck a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, it, it always tastes the same. I don't know why, but it's just, I, I enjoy it. Hmm. Definitely an acquired taste. I would never eat a whole jar of it in one sitting, yeah. but, you know, a couple pieces here and a couple pieces there with a beer. It's always nice. Was that part of the routine growing up? Was my We moved up to Cloac when I was five, and so, like, we... S- had some salmon, but it wasn't kind of part of our. We we're beef eaters right. from from Colorado, so so you know, uh, growing up with a restaurant, we ate, we ate a lot of restaurant food, and um, with my stepdad running the Trident plant here, we had an overabundance of salmon. So you know, I ate salmon a lot just because it was you know cost efficient and whatnot yeah. for us. But um, you know, it, it, the funny thing is, is you hear so many people that oh, don't you ever get tired of salmon? I'm like, no. I don't know why. I, I just don't. No. <laughs> it's so much more versatile than I think people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. People think, you know, if you haven't cooked salmon before, you just put a little bit of lemon pepper on it. Right. And then that's it. And it's like, well, no. 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 Like, it's it's very versatile. If you get a good filet, like, you don't have to just cook it one or two ways. It's, yeah. You can do so many different things with it. You know, I like, um, I used to barbecue them on the grill, put a little, uh, little thing sheet of tin foil on the grills and make get those grill marks in there oh yeah oh that used to be my favorite thing to do down in uh down in college but you know i haven't been cooking too much salmon lately i don't know why it's just kind of it's just been sitting in my freezer waiting for me to cook it yeah it gets out of the out of the rotation wife makes a pretty good chowder oh so we go through uh some chatter some salmon chatter and some halibut chatter but um there's not a lot of spots here in Ketchikan that serve really good food. Right. As like far with as seafood? Yeah, seafood. Like you can have a bunch of burger stuff. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that is that locals like seafood, but yeah. most of the time they can either get their own. Right. I think that's what it is. Paces, prices. More times than not, a lot of people just catch their own and cook their own. Um, I know the Fish House does their own um, operation with like their, um, like their salmon patties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I know that that's all sourced locally and everything. So that... It, you know, if I were to ever go anywhere for seafood, I'd pro- it'd probably be there for they me right now. Such great fish tacos, <laughs> and fish they, just, tacos they got so a good, good. ambiance there. Yeah. You know, just especially like in the summertime with the live music. Oh, it's always a good time. Yeah, I was really excited that they're open for the winter. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, but it's so I, nice. I think that they've been open. pretty busy. You know, we've been doing quite a few deliveries with them too, nice. so that's always good. And uh, I don't know why they weren't even or why they weren't ever open in the wintertime. All the locals love them. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. Some areas, I think they have to be careful just because you don't want to overextend. I know when Baden Brewing mm-hmm. opened up, it was just a tasting room. and still right. is. You know, just keep it, you know, manageable. You don't want to grow too mm-hmm. fast because if you can't do anything. And I think Sean was in good shape, too, because after, what, three years, right. then everything shut down. And yep. so, you know, you're not overextended. So I think 
Yeah, it was probably good. Yeah. But, uh, uh, did you hear about that new distillery that we're getting? I've heard uh, about Mark it for like the last like couple of years because he was talking about when we were still coaching together. Yeah. I was still in the in the, so in the plans as, as recent as three years, I'd say. So when I started working over at the airport, because he's the airport cop over there, just one day in passing, we were chit chatting about it, and he was telling me all about it. And then all of a sudden, a year later, it's like boom! All right, I got it. And I think that's so cool that they're yeah. going to be able to do that. And yeah. they've got a good spot downtown got a great spot not to compare us to other towns but is there something else from like a, a juno that we wish we had here like pelnese oh, is pretty that, awesome you read to my mind <laughs> that was it <laughs> and then i don't know uh, why they never opened a place here no um breeze in is really good too yeah i don't know where you'd put a breeze in though no i heard there's a three bears going in down i heard by that too um saxman yeah i don't know directly where it is but i heard it's out on the southern end um you know uh by the airport, um, that gas station, they used to have a convenience store there. And I think Petro's the one that owns that. And I heard that they were going to open up a new uh, convenience store there. That would be mm. a perfect spot for a reason, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, hit it right before you head out north or whatever. And it's yeah. a nice little spot. I was talking up Breeze Inn. And then a couple kids went up there for debate or something like that. Like, oh, it was totally overrated. I was like, hey, oh. just, just chill there, right? <laughs> just because your teacher recommended it doesn't mean it's automatically bad. <laughs> They don't even know. No, no. I know. We used to go there back in the day every every time before a baseball game when we'd go up there for All-Stars. All right, everybody get a couple donuts, some Gatorade. It's always the best. You just pull right in. Even even when I go there now, it's like, oh, I got to go get a bagel. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of it. Is there something that, um, like a memory from Sitka? You went to Sitka a lot for basketball. Did you play mm -hmm. baseball too? Yeah, I play a little bit of baseball only till my sophomore year. Okay. And, uh, you know, the baseball trips – for all-stars and um junior all-stars those were a lot of fun mm -hmm. because you know we were all just like 10 11 12 13 14 yeah. that age group and we were all we've all been friends since we were and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with you know you can go anywhere and see somebody you know it's like oh you play baseball with that guy yeah. or you play basketball with that guy and you know you kind of build these relationships for the future and it in in, in all honesty like i think it's pretty cool like i could go to sitka and one time i was uh when I was fishing, we were up there in Sitka, and I, you know, we just happened to go out to the P-Bar after we got done with uh, some network, and sit down at the bar, and then all of a sudden I look over, and there's a table full of dudes I played against, and then, you know, instant, hey, well, how's it going? And then, you know, I turned into a great night, and being able to go into different towns like that around Southeast, it's just like second to none. Yeah. So is there a specific place or something you have when you go to Sitka? Because whenever we come over here, it was McDonald's. Kenny's Walk. Kenny's Walk? In yeah. Sitka? I don't know why. It was just always like where we would go for team dinner. It's like, oh yeah, let's go to Kenny's Walk. I don't know why. Was the bowling alley out when uh, you were traveling up there? In Sitka? Yeah. I didn't even know they had one. <laughs> so that's <laughs> oh, a yes. Yeah, we had like, it was like a little bowling tour, right? We, there wasn't one in Juno that I knew of. Right. But there was there was one in Sitka. It was like three lanes or something like that. Huh. I yeah, didn't, I didn't even know that. It was honestly. right across from Stereo North by the uh, Shiatica, which is now Westmark or whatever. Oh. It was just like right in there. Okay. Is um, it like down in the little alley in the on the other side? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I just kind of remember being there, and I remember it like only once. I think one trip huh. we uh, we went That's there. Interesting. Then of course the bowling alley here. Oh man, that was we used to have all our birthday parties there. Yeah, that was full on. That was that was pretty sweet. You know, know what? that was definitely one of those when it when it went away. You're just kind of like 
dang, you don't really realize it's gone until it's gone. Yeah. You, things that you like to have, you don't use it all the time, right. but it'd be nice to have. And I think we have that some of that stuff in Catch Canvas. Some things just aren't viable. Yeah. I don't That's the unfortunate unfortunate part about any kind of business is sometimes it's just not might not be the right one. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's kind of how the bowling alley was. Just They kind of just didn't want to keep operating it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, uh, what do you, it's getting a little more busy in here, so we yeah. want to take anybody else's spots. So what do you got for like a closer about either growing up in Ketchikan, coming back to Ketchikan, business stuff, entrepreneur, whatever? You know, honestly, I think that if I were to go back in time and tell myself anything, it would definitely be to build a work ethic early. You know, if you can build, and, and I think that towns like Ketchikan, you know, Klawak, that a lot of times the kids are, you know, more accustomed to being out in the outdoors, doing outdoors things, things that keep them moving. Well, that, that also comes with building a work ethic, you know, being outside, working on the yard, yada, yada, yada. I think that the biggest thing for any type of entrepreneur would be to build that work ethic early so you have something, you know, to stabilize you in the future. Anybody, anybody could be an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, like talking about me building that app, anybody could have built that app. But a lot of times, it's you just got to cross that line. You just got to go for it. Got to do it, and everything else will fall into place if, if you got that bright uh, head on your shoulders. You know. Nice. Yeah. Good closing, man. Thanks for being on here. Appreciate it. No problem. Anytime.